This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, you are listening to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I'm Ed, and we've got a very quick episode for you today. Coming up, we have an excerpt from a chat that Ian and I had the other night with our Grimsby Town counterparts, looking ahead at Saturday's game. But first up, the eagle-eyed amongst you will be aware that County played last night in the Football League trophy. And whilst it's fair to say that the competition has its critics, we have nothing but respect for anyone who gives up their Tuesday night to travel to Exeter for a game in that competition. And having given a 1912 Exiles debut last week to Ollie, we wanted to keep that theme going. This is a competition, after all, that should be about using the whole of your squad. And so I'm very pleased to say that we can hear from our new southwest of England correspondent and all-round good egg, Esme Cooper, who I'm sure many of you will know already as a county fan living in that corner of the world, who, thankfully for us, made the trip to last night's game. Over to you, Esme. Hello, this is Esme Cooper, and this is my brief take on last night's victory against Exeter. So we started with a strong lineup, which was exciting, but a bit unusual for the Papa John's trophy. The game was slow to get going in the first half, though, with Exeter having the most possession. We were losing the ball too easily, didn't cause many problems for Exeter, and just making silly mistakes here and there with some poor passes. But this is where Farquharson was excelling and mopping these up, and he was consistent with that through the whole game. He was working alongside Dolan really well, and they both had very good 90 minutes. Falkwahalson was definitely my man of the match last night. In terms of other players, Bowen doesn't seem to be creating anything too special and he's not really offering a lot, but it's good to see him getting some game time. Will Dig, he looks more dynamic and he had a very impressive game last night. Will Evans, he's lively, he gets a couple of decent shots and you can tell he's really passionate. The second half picked up completely in terms of pace and excitement though. But with their opening goal, Adam Lewis was stranded at the top of the pitch and that's what allowed for the cross and that was a bit of an issue. Our goals, however, taken very well and they were very exciting. And it was no surprise that when Bogle, Waite and Mariah Welsh were on the pitch, that's where things picked up for us. We were more lively and we were more comfortable and confident. 
One big concern for me, though, mainly in the first half, but throughout the game, when Day has the ball at his feet, he doesn't seem comfortable and he panics a lot. And that's dangerous when Exeter are pushing for goals. But at the end of the day, it was a very good win and the winning momentum is strong, especially after the underwhelming start to the league season. And I'm excited to see where everybody takes us this season. A huge thanks to Esme for that review. Our next game in the Football League Trophy will be at home to Forest Green Rovers on the 20th of September. But before that, we have some vitally important league games to worry about, starting with Grimsby Town at home on Saturday. I'm sure many of us will have welcomed Grimsby back into the league this season, partly because they're a proper club with a good fan base, partly because we've had some great wins against them over recent years, but particularly because of the way that they dispatched Wrexham during the conference playoffs last season. For us at 1912 Exiles Towers, we had another reason to welcome them back as well. The Grimsby Town Fans Podcast, DN35, have always been very helpful to us with advice and encouragement and are a good bunch. So Ian and I sat down for a live chat with them on Sunday night. Um, And although they were mostly asking us about uh, how county season has gone, we did manage to sneak in a few questions of our own to uh, Alex and to Scott. So we've clipped that section and pasted it here. The link to the full episode is in the show notes if you want to listen to it. So let's pitch to the clip. I never hold out much luck for Newport. It seems to be a bit of a, a ground we go to, lose 2-1, go, oh, all right, well, okay, we've got Walsall next or someone, and then move on. That'll do for us on Saturday too, wouldn't it be nice? Um, just like from, from our point of view, what can we expect to see from Grimsby coming into the game? Like what have been your hopes for the season and specifically what sort of team do you think you'll you'll bring to Rodney Parade? Well, you won't see us play until the second half. So um, that's... You'll be, four, you'll be four down by then. What? <laughs> <laughs> that seems to oh, be the another 5-4 in, in Wales? That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the common theme is Grimsby really struggling to get started in the first 45 minutes, uh, which is really frustrating to watch. Um, and then they seem to turn it on in the second half. They did yesterday at Walsall, exactly the same. Um, and I think, Alex, you put in the group chat where the other, cl- other teams are, are, are savvy to that now and and they're really going for it. But as we saw yesterday, Walsall ran out of steam in the second half. So um, there's, def- there's definitely and quality that, does that, that side. Does that work vice versa as well then, Scott, as well? Because if you're like, sort of, it's nil-nil with us with 10 minutes to go. Do you think other clubs are now starting to, to sh the bed a little bit, going, oh, cr-. And, and and the same way with Town, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, going, ah, don't worry about this, lads, we'll win this 5-1. Well, yeah, because we saw at the end of last season that Town, it was almost inevitable that Town would score, like, towards the end of the game. And, yeah, I suppose, Alex, I've never really thought of that, but, yeah, I suppose clubs will be aware of that, that Town don't know when to give up kind of thing and, and and it's a real good Paul Hurst trait um, that has carried over from the end of last season um, they fight till the very end and it keeps the fans on side as well which is which is a huge thing so there's the, the, the first half against Warsaw and, and we'll go on to that later guys but the first half against Rochdale as well we're both really poor and uh, Paul Hurst even himself said the Sutton game was the worst game of football he's ever seen and um it was um it was a <laughs> it's 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 nice because the fans still going well we haven't lost this you never know what the hell is going to happen with five minutes to go and I, I i don't know we'll have the conversation later but if you throw cropper on who can throw the ball 
further than a quarterback. You're um, you've got every everything that's given away within the sort of twenty yards of the uh, the byline is terrifying for every opposition player. So it's um, it's always a good old uh, heave ho. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but um, I don't know in terms of the season, Scott. I said anything above fourteenth because we haven't finished above that since two thousand and six, which is ridiculous. So um, anything where you know we're in the top half of the table would be delicious. But uh, I don't know about you, Scott. I don't know if you've revised your thoughts. Uh, no, I still think if I'd as, as tragic as it sounds, I'd still be happy with third from bottom. I, I, honestly, I would. That's the spirit. <laughs> I mean, ter- terribly like grim way of looking at it, I know, but um, just survival this season. Let's not get above our station. I know. <laughs> Alex, stop thinking of 4th, 13th. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think, though, like normally the sides who come up from the conference, that, that momentum tends to mean that you, you, you'll you always be at least mid-table. I can't remember the last side who came up, maybe might have been Barrow, who Harrogate. fell kind of short. Yeah, but, but even they, you know, they didn't, um, it's not like they were stuck in a close relegation scrap. I mean, it, it helped last season. They will be this year, judging well, by the performance yesterday, I tell you. Well, yeah. Scunthorpe were, were so bad. I mean, the worst fourth division team. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was great for us. Um, but, Sorry, you know, gen- generally speaking, besides, if, to get out the conference, because it's such a tough league, you tend to end up finishing mid-table by default, just because you've, you've got your act together a bit. It's uh yeah, and uh, do you know what? I but because of Harrogate and Barrow, I'm not necessarily, I'm not. I don't think it's a gimme now. I don't think because you used to go look, we're half decent. Harrogate, um, Barrow, whatever, just the guys that you know have got a decent set piece taker, and that's what they rely on. Um, we'll we'll be above them, but um, it's a. I don't know if it's a gimme, but um, I mean we we're going guns all right at the moment, and I think if um. If you can end the season, I think is the thing. If you can end the season on a rallying charge, that sets you up for next season. And I don't, given our striker problems, because you buy them all, um, we, um, uh, we, we, um, I don't know. Do we have a striker problem now, Scott? I mean, McAtee aside, Orsi's coming back and mm. Harry Clifton's now apparently a number nine. And, you know. Um, yeah. I th- yeah. The thing is, we've got, if we do have another striker, so we'd have Ryan Taylor, Orsi, Peppel. Uh, who else is there? McAtee. McAtee oh, obviously McAtee. But is her still going to just play the one anyway? Yeah. Well, after the last couple of games, why does he want to keep persisting playing with one? Ryan Taylor cut a really like lonely, isolated figure at the end of end of the first half, and he was quite he was quite damning of him with the interviews at the end. It's like, yeah, he's a professional footballer. He needs yeah. to take the he needs to take the ball it's not just it's not just that he's isolated he's not doing well enough to keep it which is yeah I, i've I never was, really heard him yeah i always get the impression with taylor he he looks like someone who's just absolutely bursting for hurst to sign someone else just to give it really yeah. off him a little bit because he especially uh Do you think he's going to go start celebrating with bogle if he scores <laughs> <on Saturday? laughs> i don't know because he's, he's 34 ryan taylor and he's just i don't know he's Especially with the hot sun and his pale skin, and especially at Rochdale, you know, he's playing for ninety minutes. He's absolutely knackered. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not... as you're worried about Bogle scoring against you, I, I have no doubt Ryan Taylor, who I, I was never that impressed with. I've got to be honest. I have no doubt he will score at Rodney Parade and uh, make the most of celebrating that. 
He won't score. He, he couldn't score for us. He can't score for them. He's absolutely bobbins. <laughs> Has he actually scored this year, Scott? Because uh, it's a good way to open his bank, isn't it? I believe his last goal was the... 1973. <laughs> the, the one at the, the great diving header at Wrexham in the playoff semi. Yeah, yeah. The one that you'll find on uh, Fox FX in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting, and it's always nice to get Newport out of the way because we you always lose, um, and then we can concentrate on the other games that we can win. <laughs> but gents, thank you so much. Enjoy it on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. See everyone. you later. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, at this stage, we're not yet sure whether you'll hear from us this weekend or not. Uh, none of the regulars can make Saturday's game against Grimsby due to family commitments, work commitments and holiday commitments. But we'll aim to bring you reaction if we can. Either way, though, we will be back soon. So make sure you are subscribed through your podcatcher of choice so that you never miss an episode. Before I go, I wanted to give a quick shout out to friend of the pod, Martin Phillips, who is getting married on Friday. I do hope that you and Mrs. Exiles Analysis have a long and happy marriage and that you bestow upon her all the love and affection that you bestow upon Newport County Possession Statistics. Congratulations from us all. And to the rest of you, I say simply, as always, stay safe and keep it counting. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.